mai, haere mai, ki tēnei hōtaka. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Well, less than 48 hours to go and all eyes on Saturday night. How to talk politics with your mates when they don't vote like you. That after four. And also our panel takes a quick look at the polls also. New research out, students who attend rural schools less likely to get UE, we explain. And would you be open to having your salary visible to your workmates? We've had reports about this, but one company has done just that. Is it uncomfortable? And our question of the day today, nothing says an overseas trip like a great train ride. Across the US on Amtrak, you might have had a white dining table service on a train, maybe ridden on top of one or slept in one. What's your top overseas train journey? I'd love to hear that at 425. You can text me, 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me, Sue Kesley, Women's Advocate, Independent Director, Author and former Green MP. Sue, kia ora, good to have you here. Kia ora, Wallace, good to be back. And with us in our Auckland studio here, Phil O'Reilly, Global Business Leader, uh, Managing Director of Iron Duke Partners. Phil, welcome to you too. Great to be in the City of Sales. Yeah, and uh, you've given me another great book recommendation, and I'm going to sneak that in in the middle of the show, hopefully. It's a really good one. Uh, But to this first, and this from Indian Gardener, what were you into at the age of 10? Spider Man? Wonder Woman? Beyblades? Or the Rubik's Cube? Maybe the HMX 500? Well, what about houseplants? Our next guest was a judge's favourite in NZ Gardener magazine and the houseplant hero of 2023, age 10. With us is Hayden Cumberledge from New Plymouth. Hayden, lovely to have you on the panel. Thank you. Lovely to have you here, Hayden. How did you discover houseplants? So, um, my mum... Um, she got a snake plant from her friends a couple years ago, and that's really when it started. And so it all started from there. Hayden, how many house plants do you have? Forty-seven. Wow. Forty forty-seven house. What was the last one that you bought, or one you were given? It was a Syngonium podophyllum. A Syngonium. Potophyllum, yes, of course. Now, uh, we've got a panel with us, uh, Hayden. They'll ask a question, but one more question from me. Um, why are you so interested in houseplants? Yeah, um, I just really like their patterns, and some go fast, some go, like, slow. And I, I like their textures, and, yeah, I just love having them. Oh, this is just wonderful, Hayden. Well, we've got a panel with us. Let's bring in Sue. Well, Hayden, um, you've just so inspired me. I mean, I just love the way that you pay attention to all your individual plants, unlike me who just waters them once a week. I love the way you study each one, you check the leaves, you tune into them. Um, So, you know, you've inspired me to start to, to attempt to do the same. But I was just thinking, imagine how much better the world would be 
if 10-year-olds were, were like you, you know, tending their plants rather than being hunched over their cell phones every day or ram raiding or whatever. So I'm wondering, could you sort of inspire a movement here so we could have thousands more Haydens all over New Zealand tending to their plants? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. It's really cool to be here. Oh, it's our pleasure, Hayden. We've got Phil as well. Phil, do you have a question? Well, Hayden, I loved houseplants uh, as a young man as well, so well done. It's a fantastic uh, hobby. Do, I was interested in what your friends think. Do they all come around and, and uh, have a good time with you as well? Do they also collect plants? Do you, do you talk about it to your friends? Yeah, great question. No, they're just like, look at them. They don't really interested in them they just they're fine about them they say good job but other than that they're just not interested yeah so you haven't managed to inspire them as well well i mean they've gotten better they know how to care for them now but well, that's yeah. great. No, not really. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. No, you're one of a kind, Hayden. Um, we're talking with Hayden Cumberledge. Uh, he is uh, 10 years old and he has 47 houseplants. What was it like being um, given the title of houseplant hero uh, for with NZ Gardener, Hayden? I was so excited. And I, when I got the book, I was jumping off my feet with excitement. It's just so good. Now, um, I understand you're also a fan. I mean, this is you're consuming your life at the age of 10. You're also a fan of houseplant podcasts? Yeah, um, every night now, basically, I listen to one. And just while I'm sleeping, I just get the knowledge into my brain. It must be maybe you could do a podcast aimed at 10-year-olds like yourself. Yeah, that's not a bad idea, is it? Uh, there. So, do you have a favourite plant, Hayden? Do you have a Do you have a favourite that's your that's your number one plant? I have two that are tied. It's um, the uh, Ficus elastica ruby, which is beautiful, and the Monstera deliciosa. What do they look like? I'm not. I don't speak Latin. <laughs> the Ficus elastica is. A rubber plant. Okay. And oh, um, right. it has big, thick leaves, and my one has some nice pink splatches and stuff, and it grows really tall. Yeah. Cool. And the Monstera deliciosa, it's got big leaves with some, like, from the edge, it's got, like, it looks like Swiss cheese, and it's got lots of cutouts in it. And oh, stuff. cool. Yeah. That's great. Well, uh, our audience are enjoying your talk, Hayden. Uh, someone says, congratulations, Hayden. Uh, that's Ginny in Murawai. And another one here, my 11-year-old son is also a green thumb since a tiny boy. So for those uh, listening, like Sue Kedgley here, who is unable to look after her plants. Properly, um, like Hayden. Yeah. Properly, rather, yeah. Mm. What advice would you give to all of us across the country? A couple of simple tips to look after your houseplants. For example, my Monstera Hayden is going a little bit yellow. Yeah, so um, basically just look up online on lots of different um, websites and look at the plants and you may be overwatering, you may be underwatering. There's lots of possibilities, but 
yeah, just looking at the what other people say. And some plants droop when they need watering, or sometimes they do badly when they get not enough light or too much light. So, yeah, there's many possibilities. Oh, well, it's lovely to have you on, Hayden. It's an honour, in fact. So um, go well and all the best for your houseplant journey in the future. Thank you. That's Hayden Cumberledge uh, from the Plymouth here. He's the houseplant hero uh, for NZ Garden Magazine uh, 2023 at the age of 10, Phil. Uh, just just a, a single-minded passion Fabulous. for something at the age of 10. It's great, isn't it? It's fantastic. Bound it's to be than, a brilliant scientist yeah. when he grows up. Exactly, and better than death metal, isn't it? And, and, and ram rating, as you said, Sue. Yeah, you know, it's oh, fantastic. It's so fantastic. See, the, the, the question about whether his, whether his mates like it is an interesting one, though, because it, mm. be, it could be quite a lonely thing, you know, if your mates are all off doing something else. And you're doing houseplants. It must like be it. quite difficult. Yeah. Now we've got a, a, a one and a half minutes for our time. For our, I've been thinking. By the way, your train journeys are rolling through. Thank you. Uh, we've got a. We've got a. Um, actually, no. What we'll do? We'll do the I've been thinking's first, and we have time because uh, I want to get this book recommendation in. But here's one here. My favourite was the Indian Pacific across Australia, sitting to Perth, and a week later back to Sydney. Top service, great staff, great scenery, 72 hours of total relaxation. Another one, the Eastern Orient Express, which runs from Bangkok to Singapore. Carriages repurposed for the New Zealand Silver Star. Extraordinary. The service, spectacular. Time for I've Been Thinking. Sue Kesley, take it away. Well, Wallace, I must say I've been thinking, yay, what a relief. We've only got two days to go until the election. But yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what's actually been a rather dull and uninspiring campaign, it's suddenly sort of become interesting. And I think it's largely because National's campaign strategy seems to have backfired badly because it seems to me the more that National has gone on and on about not wanting to work with New Zealand first and scaremongering about instability and second elections, the more voters have tweaked to the idea that if a centre-right government is inevitable, one way of reining it in or moderating its agenda would be to vote for New Zealand first. And I can't tell you how many centre-left voters I know who are considering voting for New Zealand first for the first time simply in the hope that it would moderate the coalition's agenda and reduce really? Act's influence over it. Yeah, I think it's called strategic voting. We're going to be talking about this later. I find it really fascinating, actually. But then on the other hand, uh, imagine the predicament uh, in the red corner where you've got the night, you've got the results, Absolutely. and all, all, <laughs> you've got the war room meeting going, ah, should we pick up the phone? And if we do... What does it mean? What does it mean about our credibility? But it is interesting that you know all of this. Presumably, the strategy of National was to collapse New Zealand First Vote, and instead they seem to have galvanised it. I also, if I can, just slip in a shout out to Helen Clark, who's um, phoned in this morning from a remote island in the South Atlantic. She said, "Look." This is going to be no need for a second election. Get it out of your mind. MMP requires negotiation and compromise, and voters expect parties to work with whatever voters deliver. End of story. Right, very good. Sue Kedgley there on her I've been thinking. All right, Phil O'Reilly, what's your IBT? Well, I tried to keep away from uh, politics for the same reason, Sue, two days, so just I'm, I'm over it. Um, I thought uh, I'd... That's a sentiment, isn't it? It oh, is, very much so. Ev- 
Every single panellist. Just unbelievable. Anyway, it, yeah. it is what it is, and, and uh, I'll look forward to having a beer on Saturday and watching the results roll in. Um, I actually, I, I had one about men's health, uh, not, but not in a Prince Harry kind of Women's <laughs> Day sort of way, but more about an experience I've had over the last couple of weeks. Literally, I've been thinking about it. Um, I'm one of those classic sort of 60-year-old, you know, white males who of my generation who you know, any day not going to the doctor is a good day and I don't really want to know about my health and I'll just make it, I'll make it up and it'll be fine, you know, that sort of stuff. And my good mate Barry Soper had that heart problem that we all know about and, and my wife had been gently or not so gently prodding me to go, to go, you know, get checked up because I'm 60 years old and therefore at risk, as you know. And the short point is because of all of that, I went and did it and I got the blood test and I went and see my doctor and he said, I was fine. It was great. Uh, and then I got emboldened. I thought, well, this is good. I went out, of, went out of the way. Went and saw the dentist. And he said, yeah, you're good, Phil. Don't worry about it. You, you, you don't need to see him. Keep, keep, keep it going. And I'm going to go see a couple of other specialists now because I've become emboldened by the fact that basically the lifestyle I'm leading is not great. But, you know, it's, it's okay. I'm going okay. And it's a shout out to all of those men and maybe women out there who are just like me who say, ah, I won't bother. You know, it's a bit scary. I think I'll leave it alone. There's a lot, I, of, there's a lot yeah, of us. Exactly. I, don't, I don't know. I don't want to know what I don't know. Get the idea? Brilliant. And so, turns out yeah. that turns out that I was fine. And, and what that's you. given me is a lot more confidence for the next year or two to say, I'm good. But and good so, to change your lifestyle too, Phil. No doubt. Healthy Sue, eating. It's pretty t- I do eat pretty healthy suits. The oh, wine that's well. the killer. Anyway, the, um, <laughs> but, you know, but, but I do try to look after my health. But the point, the point is this, that it's, a, it's more a shout out to all of those like me who think, yeah, mm. maybe I won't bother. Go and do it. Because actually, it's almost certainly going to be nothing wrong and you'll be good and it'll build your confidence about the next couple of years of your life that's going well. So there's a shout-out to Very to good message. Yeah. Very good. On the back of, yeah, Barry Soper's uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, health journey. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty, uh, you know, go well him. Uh, so uh, GP, dentist, what's next, podiatrist? Sky, skin guy. I've got uh, – I'll go, I'll go see um, – yeah, so I'll just go see some other specialists about my particular – you know, I'm a I'm a white person who grew up in the '60s in New Zealand, so skin cancer is an obvious issue for all of us. Good point. So, you know, I just go. I a see mole map. As long as you yeah, can yeah, get yeah. in to see yeah, these yeah. specialists, I, I do. I do a bit of skin specialist stuff anyway. So, it's just a. My point is, okay. once you do it for one thing, it builds confidence to do it for the next thing, and I think it's very a good. Great outcome. Loving your train journeys uh, here. Uh, train journey aged eight from Johannesburg to George in the Cape Province. Boarding four p.m. Dinner in the dining car. Sleeping on the middle bunk with sister above and younger brother below, waking up at the train stops, the small stations, loving it. Thank you very much. Great train journeys, 2101. The panel on RZ National.